Hey, hey, welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast. This is episode number 128. And we are in Romans chapter 12. Excuse me, I almost sneezed right on you. Glad I didn't do that. Got to keep that COVID in check. Um, we're in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and we're talking about not being conformed to the world. And last time we were talking about just some of those things that the world says are important. The world says it's important to be prosperous, to have lots of money and be wealthy. And and it's amazing how people will put on a show of that, isn't it? How people will buy the car to get the impression or to put forth this impression uh, to other people. And, uh, you know, Along, along those lines, um, there are so many people that, that have bought into these ideas of that, you know, that wealth is the answer, that uh, having lots of stuff uh, is, is the answer, that they actually will do things that are com the complete opposite, right? Going into great debt to purchase things and it keeps them from being prosperous. Actually, it keeps them from having wealth because they go into debt to buy stuff. And there's a great proverb that I'm just saying this off the top of my head. So you have to look it up on your own that said, there's a man who is rich yet thinks he is poor. And there's a man who is poor yet thinks he is rich. And uh, it's kind of an interesting thought, but I think that the, I kind of take it like this, that there are those people that are rich, they're wealthy, but they live like they are not wealthy. They live beneath their means, right? Um, and so they don't spend what they don't have. They, they, they live frugally, even though they have money. It says, and then there's those people that live as though they're rich and yet they're poor, right? There are people that don't have much and yet they live like a rich man. They're going into debt. Uh, they're, they're buying things they can't afford and yet they can never get ahead. And debt is a, debt is a painful thing. It puts a, a, you know, a wet blanket on, on you. It keeps you from being able to experience freedom. You know, I've talked to people that have said, I feel called to do this or that. And my answer is like, well, why don't you do it? You know, well, I'd like to, but I owe this much money on my car. I'm underwater in my house. I, you know, like, what, a, what a tragedy that you can't do what you want to do because you have put yourself in a financial position where you are another person's slave. I mean, I mean, you hate to look at it that way, but that is kind of how the Bible says, you know, that when you're a debtor to somebody, you are, you know, you're kind of their slave. So anyway, um, we talked about uh, popularity, you know, this, this idea of that having people like me, that's something the world says that you need to be liked, that, uh, that leads to all kinds of people pleasing, you know, living to please people. And the Bible says in the book of Colossians, Paul says, you know, if I seek to please men, I'm no longer a servant of Christ. Now, if you're living to make other people happy, to you're going to be, well, you're going to constantly fail because you're not going to make everybody happy. Because by making one person happy, you can almost guarantee that somebody else is going to be unhappy. Kind of the way it is. Um, we talked about the pursuit of power, you know, and the um, and prestige, you know, having that honor, having people want to think highly of you. And we just talked about how, you know, being conformed to the world. And personally, we need to be aware of that, that, you know, am I living my life in a way that is biblical and, you know, am I, am I following Jesus or 
am I being influenced by the culture? You know, there's an old, an old pastor's uh, illustration that says, you know, you're either going to be a thermostat or a thermometer. A thermostat alters the environment around it. A thermometer is altered by its environment. So which one are you going to be? Are you going to be somebody who changes the environment or are you going to be one who's changed by the environment? And that's kind of the idea that as a Christian, we should not be conformed to the world. We should not be conforming to our environment. And, and we need to be also aware that there are, uh, there are sometimes within, within the church, we do things that become a church culture. It becomes its own little strange culture of the world. And um, I noticed this a few years back where I had some youth group kids and I saw them grow up within the church as these amazing, great Christian kids. And then they went off to college and went nuts. And, and you know, you're going like, what happened? They were at church and youth group every week. And then they went out and they just went nuts, you know, um, got caught up in all kinds of stuff. Well, you know, you've got the parable of the sower that, you know, where Jesus talks about, you know, the different reasons why people depart. But, but ultimately I kind of noticed something that there, these kids weren't really like Christian kids as far as like, they didn't have a relationship with Jesus. They were Christian kids as in they were church kids. They grew up within this culture of church and they enjoyed the people there. They knew the people there. That was their culture was church. They were, they conformed to the church. They conformed to the behavioral expectations that were put upon them. And then when they went to college, they were in a totally brand new culture. They weren't in the culture of the church. The expectations on them were totally different. They were now surrounded by people that did not have the same ethics that they had been raised in. And so some of them just were enticed by sin. Some of them, though, I think what happened is they just did what they'd always done and they conformed to the culture they were in. And so this is like my great prayer for my kids is that, that I don't raise them to be church kids but I point them to Jesus daily. I point them to him, a relationship with him, and better yet than a relationship, fellowship with him. Fellowship with him daily. Spending time with him every day, seeking him out, pursuing him. That's what I want for my kids. Not that they become good, behaved church people. So, you know, we need to be careful of our, you know, of what, what message we're putting forth. You know, what, what are we telling our kids? Do we just want them to be well-behaved or do we want them to know Jesus? You know, within the church, we need to be careful that we're not conforming our church to the world. You know, and it's not just a personal thing, of course, but our churches as well. You know, so many churches have become this like light show rock and roll concert thing. And I love loud music and I love rock and music, but it becomes this light show smoke and lasers. And, you know, I have a hard time focusing uh, prayer has always been hard for me because my brain is bouncing all over the place. I'm easily distracted. I have to manage my distractions. Ask my wife when we go out to dinner, she doesn't like to have a TV behind her because the color and movement draws my attention. 
I don't like going to church and having moving backgrounds on the lyrics because I start watching those. It's distracting to me. And I think there's great wisdom in the old churches that had the choir loft back behind the people. So you weren't looking at people singing. You were looking straight ahead. And whether that was a cross up there or whatever, whatever was in front of you, it was an unchanging scene. So you sang without being distracted by color and movement and motion. And maybe that's not a problem for anybody else. But, you know, years ago, I had a friend that gave me a book about planting churches when I was a uh, pastor of a new of uh, a church and I was just starting off. Um, I was given this book and the book said, when you start your church, find out what the most popular radio station is in town. If it's country music, your church needs to play country music. If it's heavy metal, your church needs to play heavy metal. If it's easy listening, you need to play easy listening. Whatever it is, you need to play that. Go to local bars and clubs and hire professional musicians to lead the music at your church. And I was like, this is nuts. What in the world? Why would you do these things? Well, the whole idea was to make the church service look like the world so that people of the world would feel comfortable in it. Um, I didn't buy it. You know, I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to do that. I don't think I need to make Jesus palatable. I don't need, I think I need to make Christianity look like everything else. I think what makes Christianity a special is that it isn't like everything else. It's different. We're a peculiar people, as the Bible says. And so we need to examine our lives and say, am I conforming to the world? Am I conforming to the world? Now, the great thing is the next line in the verse tells us what to do. Because remember when Paul says what not to do, he always tells you what to do. We'll talk about that next time.